Welcome back to the DJ Sessions presents the virtual sessions. I'm your host, Darren, and right now I'm sitting in the virtual studios in Seattle, Washington, and coming in all the way from Austria, we have Desarate. Desarate, how's it going today? Oh, okay. A bit tired. Uh, I was playing. I was playing for like uh, seven hours today, so it was too much. Seven <laughs> yeah. hours today. Where at? Yeah. Uh, well, we have a party here in the terrace, so just going on. We finished at uh, yeah one hour ago, so that's perfect. I love what to do, so no complaints. <laughs> I used to interview DJs after the show back in the green room all the time. I think this is my first time I've ever interviewed a DJ on a live stream after, after they've done a show. I've yeah. never done that before. That's awesome. Well, you are a, a pretty well-rounded DJ. And one of the things you do is you're the CEO of the Groove Society. Can you tell us a little bit about the Groove Society and what that is all about? Well, uh, this company was created in 2012, back in 2012, yes. Uh, we started uh, to have few releases for a local artists in Dubai. Uh, the company was based and open in Dubai. And well, we are growing and few years after to open, uh, we joined Sony, Sony Music. So they take care about all our catalog and, and well, we, we are a bit like agency as well, a record label. Uh, radio show, uh, a bit of everything involved in the music industry, of course. <laughs> and uh, you also do a show called Find Your Soul. It's the radio show. Is that correct? Yeah, that, that's correct. We stopped for for a few months now because uh, uh, just I can't uh, because I'm just traveling, playing here, playing there. So uh, it's a compromise, a weekly compromise that. I cannot assume right now. So we decided to stop it for almost a few months. Well, and um, <clears throat> on top of all that, you have your new album you're going to be releasing called Paradise Studio. And there's already two singles. Are the two singles already out for that album or are they coming out soon? No, it's coming out. It's coming out everything in, in one shot in, in the album. But just uh, we released like a couple of promo, promo videos, let's say just to to the people have an idea what is going to happen with the album because it's a bit different than the sound that normally i i suppose it to be mm -hmm. and what do you consider the the your biggest break that launched your dj career mm, that's a good question i mean uh, for sure the difference was when i meet paul akenfall uh, he helped me a lot in, in his record label, Perfecto Records, and like a person, he, he... So, definitely, I think this is what my career just changed when I meet Paul Ogunfall. You know, he was one of the first DJs I ever had on our show, way before we even started the DJ sessions. And um, I remember sitting next to him because... Uh, on the couch and I was really excited to be interviewing him because I had back in like 99, 2000 ish, I had bought his okay. global underground yeah. collection on that 007 album. And I always remembered on the back of it, it said, if he were a car, if he were gloves, he'd be Gucci. If he were a car, he'd be a Ferrari. <laughs> and when I was sitting on the couch with them, I dropped that, question to him i said is that really true he's like wow i don't i don't even remember it saying that the funny thing was is unfortunately we had some technical mishaps with that interview 
And um, so I was a little bit, uh, a little bit bummed because it, I never got to publish that interview. And um, it was really loud in the nightclub we were at. So I was projecting my voice, but he kind of talks a little quieter. Yeah. So, uh, and then putting his accent on top of it, it, we weren't able to get the, his audio. The microphones got mixed up a little bit, but really nice guy, really awesome guy. And of course he has Perfecto, which I believe you released with as well and done some stuff on. So um, that's kind of really cool. And, um, and the most important is a really humble person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He's a really, really nice, really, really yeah. nice nice person so do you prefer more intimate clubs or or bigger festivals when you play well i, I prefer clubs uh, uh because i think the festivals is more focused just i think maybe i'm wrong but uh it's more to edm or just more high tempo you know in one festival you cannot play depend of the which kind of music so I'm more melodic, more vocal, uh, more more house. Uh, so yeah, definitely I prefer clubs. Of course, it's going to be awesome to play to in front of uh, fifty thousand persons. Uh, but uh, in music terms, yes, I prefer clubs. And is there anything that you can see that would say if there was something that was broken in the electronic music scene that you would like to see fixed? A lot of things. I mean, back, <laughs> back in days, I mean, you are a DJ because you love the job, uh, you love music. Uh, uh, it's passion. It's, everything is about passion. Now everything is about likes, about uh, 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 being social media. Uh, uh, who make? I mean, we are not DJs anymore. We are, I mean, not myself because I'm not a big DJ, but uh, the, the big DJs are not DJs, are brands. It's a product, you know what I mean? So they lose all the identity. So this is something that we need to fix, of course. I mean, it's okay. It's, I think the electronic music in this day is the pop music in the 80s. So... Yeah, I yeah, think sorry. social media has definitely changed the structure of all entertainers out there. Yeah. You know, of, like you said, likes, I mean... I tell my I tell my DJs that I work with, I tell people all the time, it's like, if you want to get booked somewhere, you're you're gonna have to show that you have some appeal online. Yeah. Being a great artist is is great, but there's probably also if you're going to a town or a city, there's probably fifty to a hundred of people just like you in that city that could do what they're gonna do. Why would somebody pay three thousand dollars to bring you to their town when they get somebody local for you know a hundred bucks and a couple of drink tickets? Yeah, you know, a couple of three tickets. Up. That's all. Not the, you know, not the hundred. Yeah, there was a there was an artist the other day that um, she posted on TikTok that her label wanted her to do something to make her go viral, and she said, "I'm the artist. I'm here to make music. I'm not here to make social media. You know, yeah, you're course. the pre You're the promotions company. Why don't you come up with that?" And, you know, you create that. And it was just very interesting. I also saw a pie chart the other day where promotion, like if you saw the pie chart as a whole, yeah, music making was like 70% of the pie chart and, and, yeah. and production. And like a little bit of it was PR and playing shows and merchandise. And nowadays that pie chart was almost like 80%, the opposite, yeah. Yeah, 80 social media and yeah. very little on production skills. And it's very interesting. And 
how that's taken place. But again, that's the internet and that's putting a mobile device in everyone's hands and basically saying, what do I got to do? What do I got to do? I just had a friend of mine. She tells me her daughter just made a viral video and it got three and a half million videos Whoa. on something she did on TikTok. Yeah. So uh, it was a challenge. She made the challenge. She was the first one to ever do it. And then it went viral and now everyone's copying her. Very interesting stuff. And, you know, you hear some people, they don't care about social media. Usually it's people that have a reputation already in the game, yeah. you know? So, um, you know, we are getting a lot of, we are getting a lot of uh, uh, chatters in the chat room right now. I posted a list of questions that they could possibly ask. We might take some viewer, viewer chats. In the chat room, but, um, does, does gear matter when being creative or, or shouldn't artists just be able to go with anything to, to, impress their fans uh, i mean back in the conversation that we have it uh, uh, you know the point is that it's not just the djs in the industry it's, it's about if we're talking about the record labels i mean i really involved in record labels i know what's going on behind and it is really funny but because 15 years ago uh, the record label they pay you to produce an album they they give you an advance they in these days, you need to go to the record label with your money in your pocket. If you, so you know what I mean? It's like totally the opposite. So now the artists invest the money because the companies don't want to take the risk. Yeah. So, so this, this, is, this sucks because it's, it's no talent anymore. I mean, I don't want to say that it's not talent. Of course it's talent, but it's a lot of people that is uh, playing around the world that I mean, congratulations for them. I mean, I don't have anything against anyone, but it's not because the music is not because the passion is because they are really strong in social media or they have a lot of money. It's one or two <laughs> because. Well, yeah, that's I, I've told a lot of artists. We're getting ready to launch a label next year for the DJ sessions. Never, nice. I've never done something like this before. So we're really excited to see what happens. And it's going to be interesting on how we go about doing that, what we're going to choose to release, what direction we're take, what kind of artists are we going to take on? Are we going to make it internal? Or are we going to open it up to external? And, you know, I, I've told a lot of my friends again in the, in the, in the entertainment world, you know, yeah. money talks and bullshit walks. And <laughs> you might one. be able to get, you might be able to climb a ladder so far without investing in yourself. This is just like a business though. You know, you'll get so far, but, if there's a million people with no money and then you take 10% of those and you give them $5,000 and they put that $5,000 into their business and then you take another 10% and they're going to put in 10 or $15,000. Yeah, we're building and investing uh, the money. Yeah. Yeah. With somebody who's going to be able to put in $50,000, they're going to rise at the top pretty quick. you know. Yeah. And, and the goal is obviously if their tracks are being played, maybe they might be getting some gigs booked, some shows booked. They go yeah. on tours. And that might hopefully, you know, if they play 20 shows a year and uh, they're making $2,000 per show and they might be selling some merchandise and selling some tracks, maybe they'll recuperate back on that $50,000. Maybe. You know, but, but a lot, yeah, but a lot, a lot of artists just don't have $50,000 laying around a drum yeah, either, yeah. Uh, you know? I mean, you know, that's funny because if you go to, to a shop like a Beatport, track store, so uh, music, music portals, uh, it's a lot of auto buy, you know, a lot of people that buy himself music uh, just to be on the top. Uh, but 
be on the top don't uh, is is not be that you're going to play around the world every weekend you know what i mean so you are investing the money for what uh, i mean it's it, it the, the market is so complicated right now so complicated i mean it's a lot of labels that is doing really great like defected records uh, my respect i mean they are on the top they, i'm sure that they are making a lot of money but they are investing a lot of money as well uh, yeah and and again if you look at it in any other hobby though if, if i was into cars or if i was into fly fishing or i was into you know whatever just look at it going out in general to a nightclub where you might be spending a hundred to two hundred dollars a night and you might yeah. be doing that twice a week well that can add up to a significant investment over time you know i mean a hundred dollars a night on a friday night and a saturday night is two hundred dollars a week times 52 that's ten thousand dollars a year yeah you know so if, if, if or, or you know if you say okay i'm gonna i really want to do this what am i gonna say for what am i gonna put my money into and how am i gonna collaborate but you know, it's, it, like you said, it's a very interesting time and I don't see it kind of going away anytime soon. <laughs> I, I recently had somebody ask me if we were a pay to publish site. They wanted to publish an article on our site okay. and, uh, and pay for an interview. And I said, no, we will never charge somebody to be on our yeah. show. We will. We would never, uh, you know. I mean, thank you. I wouldn't mind taking some money for, for what we yeah, do. Yeah, but it's not the point. Is this? But yeah, we're never looking to take money from, from somebody to do an interview with us or talk with us. And we never want the end user to have to pay either. Unless we're doing like a major pay-per-view concert. That's a little bit different because there's major production yeah, costs course. and filming costs and all that. But our content was always supposed to be free to our clients or free to our end users, I should say. And free to people who want to come on board and share their stories and share what they're all about. Um, speaking of that, you know, about people kind of buying their way to the top at nightclubs and other dance events, should people look at the DJs like they are rock stars or would it be more fun if DJs were just slightly more anonymous and part of the bigger event? And the reason I ask this is because I remember the day when I first started going to nightclubs, the DJ was up in a booth, and you could never see yeah, the DJ. in the corner. <laughs> in the corner, way up somewhere, hidden. You might see him looking out, and uh, it was awesome. But the dance floor was what was going on, the stage and the dance floor. The music was there, and granted, it was it was being curated. But what do you think? Do you think people should look at these DJs as the rock stars or as the big-name productions? I mean, Tomorrowland is going on right now. Uh, EDC, yeah. you know, these major productions where DJs were not like that uh, – I mean, about 20 years ago, there were still festivals and events going on. I get, yeah, I guess 20 years ago, there's gosh, I'm getting old. <laughs> I've been, I've been out there for 30 years. Welcome <laughs> to my club. <laughs> but, but I mean, it, it definitely became mainstream. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You know, do you ever see that anymore that DJs are kind of, Oh, they're over here in the corner and the club's going on. No, 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 no. I mean, the, the owner of the nightclub, they want to have the DJ in the middle of the dance floor or, or just on the side, you know what I mean? Uh, they want to, I mean, and the people want to see the DJ. I mean, of course, I mean, this is something that that is great because you can connect with the people much better. Days before, uh, yeah, like you say, you are in the fucking corner, no one is 
talking to you, no one. I mean, it's it's okay, but you cannot connect with the people. It's really hard because yeah. I mean, for me, a good day you need to just see the the dance floor, see what's going on, and be ready if they need to change uh, the music, the tempo. I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like uh, I mean, I, you cannot play. Uh, I cannot play by my for myself. Because uh, I'm not a fucking big DJ that I can do whatever I, you know what I mean. So at the end of the day, you need to to adapt yourself to the people. If you need to change the genre, you need to change. I mean, of course, always in the same line, but uh, you need to play. You need to play. You look to them for what's going on, and and they, they are paying for that. Yeah, I um, there was something you, you mentioned there about um. Oh, when you play for yourself. And and I remember when we first started our live streaming show about 12 years ago and DJs come on the show and they didn't know how to play. They knew how to play, but they didn't know how to play because there was no audience in front of them. They couldn't read the crowd. It and that was hard. a little, little difficult for them. And I said, look, you're on camera. Here's the thing you need to do. Just look like you're having fun. Then the audience online will have fun. Because they're going to yeah. see you having fun. And it took a couple shows for them to get started. But then they eventually would kind of start performing a little bit more and being a little bit more. Like I get them on the microphone. I'm like, hey, so what are you doing this weekend? Nothing. <laughs> Shit. Like, come okay. on. <laughs> Give me something. Oh, I'm going out to this party. You're not going to go to this party? You're not going to go to this event? Oh, I might. <laughs> and then then I started like, yeah, talking yeah. to them and directing them a little bit more. And I'm like, so what are you doing this weekend? Like, Oh, I got this event coming out, and it's gonna be this, and it's gonna be this, and we got so and so playing, so and so, and they got into it because they weren't Some ready to do a radio show. It's a very interesting uh, time, but now watching everyone jump online in the last couple years, did you ever decide to jump online and do a live streaming show, or were you doing uh, were you doing Find Your Soul from twenty? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think so. I don't really like to go uh, like a video. You know, I, I mean. I prefer to keep uh, myself in the background. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm a DJ. I'm not a person that uh, that is supposed to be on you know on air on the cameras or whatever. I mean, my passion is music, and I, I want to be and stay like that. So it is great. Uh, maybe you have more audience, and maybe you 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 can reach another people uh, another people. But uh, it's not my point. It's not my it's not my goal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and how have you experienced <clears throat> over the last 20 years the rise of the United States electronic music scene and comparing that to, is it different than the European scene and which one do you find more appealing? Well, I mean, uh, US have the beginnings of everything in the house music. So they found the top go down and after they are rising like a rocket because the uh, i mean i think las vegas helped a lot because las vegas uh, let's say 10 years ago maybe they start to push 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 with uh, top djs uh, the clubs was amazing uh, live show i mean everything so in these days i don't think it's too much difference between europe and and us because uh, the people in, in, in America, I mean, they love hip hop. That's, that's true. I mean, it's, it's the top genre, I think so. But 
is many people that love electronic music and yeah maybe europe is different it's like more underground but the uh, us is amazing I, I i will be there I, i've been there playing twice and it's beautiful i mean i love it where did you play at when you were here uh was in new york uh, with one friend that is called san alam we want to play to space that is closed right now i think so and the other club was a private party and i cannot remember the name <laughs> one of them was a space a space Ibiza in in new york yeah and and um <clears throat> what are your thoughts you know we were talking a little bit earlier about dj's kind of pain to to make their name what are your thoughts on the dj mag top 100 well it's a business like everything now <laughs> that's for sure that's it's business but it's okay i mean uh, it's exposure exposure but in terms of music uh, it's nothing it's a good exposure for sell jigs uh, uh, for joint brands, you know, for make that business, that's all. Yeah. Uh, will you be going to ADE this year? Uh, no, I don't think so. It'll be I, Yeah, yeah. I, I have a lot of job here in Austria and after I go to Mexico and not, not too much time to do nothing. I play in almost every day right now and well, let's continue like that. <laughs> after the pandemic, I was out everything. And, uh, you know, Tulum keeps popping up in conversations. Do you see Tulum becoming the next Ibiza? Um, I don't think so. I mean, they could make a huge festivals there. and It's like uh, Mykonos. It's a beautiful place that the people say, okay, I prefer that than Ibiza. But Ibiza is Ibiza. So I don't think so. Any city in the world can you just can compare it with Ibiza? Yeah, we're looking forward to going to ADE this year, and we're partnering with a with a company. Fingers crossed, if everything goes well yeah. at, at ADE, and then we'll be possibly going to South by Southwest Winter Music Conference and IMS as well. Uh, I've never been to Amsterdam. I've never been to Europe, uh, so I'm really excited to go to ADE for our first time this year. But uh, I would also like to go to IMS, and I'd like to do Sonar in Bar Barcelona as well. Yeah, my hometown. I'm yeah, from yeah. Barcelona, and I I play in three, four times in Sonar. It's it's. But when they start, it was like a really small uh, event. Let's say uh, you you go there to share vinyls, to buy, to sell vinyls. Uh, it was like a really petite comité, you know, like. Uh, uh, yeah, like friends, but this is coming bigger and bigger and bigger. And, and, and wow, you know, Sonar for me is one of the best festivals. Um, until 2018, maybe 17. Now they start to to put many artists like a reggaeton, uh, something that I think is not for this festival. I mean, for this event, sorry, but uh, well, money talks, like we say. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and it can be expensive to be in this business. Um, so who has been your biggest influence when it comes to your career and why? Uh, well, the patch mode. 
And why? Because uh, I was fun since, yeah, I was a child and and just is the, the first electronic music that I heard and I, I was like shocking, like, wow, what is this? And yeah, my respect is my favorite band. Uh, I have a lot of influence uh, by the pitch mode and maybe Paul Oakenfall as well. Before to meet him, I was like a huge fan of him, you know, like a global underground compilations. And uh, yeah, I was a really, really, really fan of him. And yeah, well, I think this uh, basically was my true influence. Paul Oakenfall, the way that he mixed. Uh, I remember that uh, he's like, you know, his DJ like, bro, you know, like really aggressive. And Paul Oakenfall was like, just you don't feel when he mixed one track to another one, you know, it's like, wow, the transitions are really nice. And this is uh, what I come in fun from Paul Gunfold, the first that I, I see of him, the music and the way that he's playing. And which immediate family member of yours is your biggest fan? <laughs> That's a good question. No one. <laughs> Not one? <laughs> I'm just joking. I see my wife. Yeah. My wife and my daughter, yes. Yeah, I mean, they, they are not really electronic uh, lovers, electronic music lovers, but uh, they support me a lot. So for me, this is the most important. Awesome. And um, <clears throat> from last year, I mean, I'm not sure when, when, when you started, when did you start uh, being able to tour again? And go out. Uh, just uh, one month and a half ago. Only a month and a half ago? Yeah. I mean, I was playing here in Austria as well in winter. I take a break for a couple of months and I come back. So uh, basically, I play in all the year. Just I make uh, a short breaks. I supposed to go to Maldives uh, because I, have, I, I had a contract there. Uh, I have normally a residence every year in Maldives. But uh, uh, these people from Austria, they, they told me, okay, please, you can come in summer. Uh, it's going to be nice. And they are really nice. So at the end, I accepted to come here. It's my first summer here in Austria. I, I came always on, on winter, winter sessions. That is a huge festival here, like a White Pearl and Raven Snow. That is amazing. And this is my, yeah, my first summer here. But it's beautiful, beautiful, the place. Awesome. Well, did you have any highlights that you'd like to talk about from last year or within the last year? Not too much to talk about this year. With the pandemic, I just fuck off everything. Yeah, I mean, I, I, did. I, I was really lucky that I was playing every day. Uh, here in Austria, it was just pack. The, the venue was packed every day. But pack, 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 you can imagine. And I was really lucky that uh, I have a job. I uh, I still playing, but uh, was horrible because uh, you need to control the volume. The people cannot dance without the mask. Uh, you know many rules, many rules, many rules. And at the end of the day, we are playing like uh, what the fuck? I cannot put volume. I cannot do anything. You know, it's like. Uh, but uh, I mean, there's nothing to do. I mean, we are in a pandemic, so I. I prefer to don't talk too much about 2019, <laughs> 2021, 2021, sorry. 
Yeah. And yeah. do you regularly listen to any uh, podcast or live streams? Uh, yeah, I, I listen to a lot of DJs, a lot of mixes. I am a huge fan from Proton Music, or for Proton Radio. I mean, for me, it was the first bigger radio in U.S. that they, they, they do it really well. And I listen to a lot of uh, mixes from there. And also, I look in YouTube. I mean, because I want to know what's happened. You know, when you're playing many times in, in, in one venue, I mean, I'm traveling a lot, but my residence are normally like a three months, something like that. So you need to know what, what happened, what is playing the other DJs. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I listen to a lot of music every day. And um, yeah, I was just talking with somebody yesterday and they mentioned Proton Radio. And I remember the first time I heard that back in college, almost it was um, 2002, 2003, somewhere around wow. there. And also I had found Groove Salad uh, by Soma FM. I love down-tempo okay. ambient. And, yeah. and they, were in, they were in the iTunes. When the iTunes store, when iTunes came out, because you had to use it for iPods, they had put in a, a live streaming section. And I remember it was just a list of shows. And yeah. Proton Radio was one of them. And, and then I found uh, Groove Salad as well. Loved listening to Proton Radio over the years. It went really go, well. If you could, if you could take yourself right now and go back 25 years in music history or go forward 50 years in music for, for music future which one would you pick and, and why yeah uh, go back for sure <laughs> yeah why i would mean you go back because uh, i think i i'm gonna do the, the things different way i mean I'm. I feel blessed, probably what I did, but uh, I will be much more stronger because I know what is going on. So, yeah, definitely come back. <laughs> Future awesome. you need to build. <laughs> and just out of curiosity, how many languages do you speak? Uh, well, I'm from Barcelona, so I speak uh, Catalan. Uh, Spanish and my bad English, <laughs> like you see, and that's enough. <laughs> that's enough. I, I I was trying to learn uh, Dutch, but uh, it's too much complicated for me. <laughs> yeah, and when you listen to dance music, when you don't, I'm sorry, when you don't listen to dance music, what do you listen to? Everything. I love music, so I love all the genres like uh, pop, uh, rock. Uh, uh, maybe R and B, uh, whatever, everything. Uh, and I think I think you need to hear all the music because uh, in these days the electronic music have influence for everything. So you need to to, to hear all the genres. I mean, it's a uh, I love pop, I love rock, uh, everything. Like I say, yeah. When you when you're on tour and you get to go visit countries away from home do you get to take off time to explore the culture of those countries and kind of immerse yourself in or do you usually just in play and, and you're back home uh, this is a good question as well uh, i arrived here one month and a, one yeah one month and a half ago and one week ago was the first time that i go top to the mountain 
And because I, I need to record a, a video set, you know, with the drones. And so definitely, no, I'm just, uh, I finish to work. I go to my room, I produce in music, uh, I downloaded music. And, and yeah, I'm really, really focused on, on what I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And after weeks or, or months of heavy touring or doing a schedule, when you get back home, what do you like to do to, to chill out and enjoy life? No time for that, my friend. <laughs> I have three kids and wife. So <laughs> when I arrive, the first that my wife says, okay, your kids, take care now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, and I, I'm loved to do that, of course, as well, because I, I miss a lot my family. I, I normally, I traveling always with my family. Uh, Always, when I go to play for a few months, one year to any part of the world, always they come with me. But uh, this time uh, was not possible, so I'm alone. And is food important to you? Are, are you a foodie? Or are you a bit of a chef at all? Do you like to make food or eat food? Like, do you, do you look forward to it, or is it just something you have to do? I'm horrible for that. Just like uh, give me one McDonald's, one pizza, and I'm the most happiest man in the world. So, yeah, I, and that that that's it. That is good because normally when I make a jigs outside, uh, they always bring me to you know to to have a dinner in a nice in a nice restaurant, whatever. And like, uh, what do you want to eat? Uh, pizza? Oh, fuck you! Have pizza? It's an amazing restaurant. Just ask for something. else. pizza. That's all. And I'm happy with that. And I'm so sorry, but uh, what to do? It's so funny because, you know, our viewers don't know. I have not sent you questions beforehand for this interview. Everything's everything's off the cuff, brand new. One of my next questions to ask you was going to be pizza or hamburgers after an after hours <laughs> event. <laughs> How the hell? <laughs> What's yeah. the best? What's the best dinner a promoter ever treated you to? I think in Mexico City, in Sonora. In Sonora, it's just close to the border from U.S. Uh, they bring me to a really nice restaurant. And it's like, okay, just eat whatever you want. And me, just I want a pizza. That's all. But the guy just pushing and pushing and pushing to 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 pay a good dinner you know it was the best restaurant uh or one of the top restaurants around all mexico uh, mexico not not just in in, in sonora but uh, i'm just really easy to eat you know for food pizza that's all mm-hmm. and uh if you were to drink or if you drink is it beer or hard alcohol uh, I don't drink beers, but I drink alcohol, you know, like whiskey or whatever. But normally, uh, no alcohol. Uh, I can be like a two, three months without a single drop of alcohol. So, uh, but yes, if, if I'm playing in the nightclub, whatever, yeah, I like to have my, you know, my maybe vodka with a Red Bull or, or whatever. But uh, yeah, definitely I drink, but just when I'm I'm playing. We're gonna- well, now we're going to take it to the section of the show where we're going to open it up to some of our viewer questions. I'm going to bring that chat room in here over on the side. This is a first. We've never done this before. Let's go ahead and sure. open it up and see what we got coming in the chat room right now. Sure. This will be interesting. 
Oh, there we go. Name three major things that create inspiration for you. Uh, my family looks like a topic, but it's true. My family. I mean, inspirations. It get uh, is when I listen a lot of music. This gives me a lot of inspiration. And maybe the background that I have it in in this moment, you know. Uh, uh, I am blessed that I always play in beautiful places like uh, Dubai, uh, Maldives, uh, places that, that you have a really strong background that can inspire yourself, you know, to just mix or, pro or produce music. So, yeah, I think these three, these three things is... What else? You know, I recently just saw a picture of Dubai. I think it was a picture of Dubai taken in either the 80s or the 90s. Nothing. Empty. Empty. Like just, just dust, dirt, nothing. Yeah. It was almost the same picture taken from almost the same exact spot to where it is now. And like, I would love to go to Dubai. It sounds so amazing there. It is. I was living there five years. And when I arrived to Dubai, uh, I was contract for one company that is called Grosvenor House. It's a British company that they have a, a hotel there in, in Dubai. Uh, so... When I arrived there, it's just two clubs in all Dubai, or two or three clubs. That is Buddha Bar. I don't know if you know Buddha Bar, you know, from the compilation. So it's a French okay. brand, but it's really famous. Uh, there are, yeah, there's Buddha Bar and a couple of clubs more. Yeah, that's all. It was nothing. And I opened the first uh, Latin restaurant. I mean, I opened like a DJ. I, <laughs> Okay. Not myself, yeah, I don't know. And it was a concept like a Latin house, you know, a kind of a yeah, house, but with the touch of Latin. And was the first one now in Dubai, maybe it's like a 200 restaurant like that. But we are the first, the first one and the first uh, properly nightclub in the penthouse, you know, in, in, in just uh, with the view of the palm of Dubai. And was days was amazing because it's, it's nothing. So we are like a it's a pioneer from all these kind of things in, in nightlife. Now it's huge. Now it's like uh, uh, like Europe. It's, it's, it's a huge place, Dubai. Too many, too many things happen around. <laughs> it yeah. is crazy. We'll take one more viewer question here. Let's see what comes sure. up next from our viewers. <laughs> I don't know if I want to ask this one, but <laughs> If it pops up, it, it might take a second for the chat overlay to come in. Uh, let's see. It comes in. Um, how long does it take you to finish a production on average? Oh, well, Ben, it's it's. Uh, I remember the. It's like one year ago. Uh, we make. We made a remix for Pull Lock and Fall and Luis Fonsi. You know Luis Fonsi from uh, this song of Despacito. It's a reggaeton artist, uh, but it's uh, one of them. They have billions and billions and billions uh, views and, and streamings. He's one of the top artists in the world. And they joined with the Pull Lock and Fall to make a track, and we remixed the track. But uh, the manager of Pull Lock and Fall told me, man, you have two days, two days for finish the, the remix because... It's not time. Uh, I don't know what's happened with the. Uh, maybe the, it's not a good coordination between the label or the. I don't know exactly, but they told me two days. 
and we finalized the track in two days. A scratch from zero because just take the vocals. Uh, we don't take any other part from the track, the original track. So basically, it was like uh, build a, a new record, you know, like in, yeah. And yeah, it was one of the best tracks that I did in my life. I think so. Uh, with my partner Jan Jan Ibaisian, it is uh, he's in Dubai, but it's uh, it's the man with I produce all the music. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we finalized in two fucking days, and it's some track that this take me two months, three months, depend, you know, because maybe you are finished, but you listen again and oh, fuck, I gonna change this, oh, oh, you don't like the sound, and when you start to uh, just mixing again, uh, you come with another idea, and it's a uh, uh, you never know what is gonna happen when you put your ass in the chair. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Well, you know, you have your new album coming out, Paradise Studio. Two yeah. singles are already going to be released from that. That's coming out when? Uh, in a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks. It's, it's the pre the Yeah, you, you can like a pre-release now in TrackSource, but it's going to be coming global in two weeks. And we are really excited about this album because it's taking yeah, almost a year and a half to finalize. And the sound is really different than my last album, that is a really progressive house, uh, uh, much more power. This is just uh, house, deep house, uh, a lot of vocals, melodics, and just back a bit on like a night in house. Uh, and I think it's a great album. I mean, I, I can do it because it's my album. No, let's see what the people say. But uh, I, I'm proud of, of this album. Really proud. Awesome. Well, looking forward to that album coming out. And we'll stay in touch with you over the course of the years to come. Is there anything else you want to let our DJ Sessions fans know about before we let you go to bed? <laughs> or go eat pizza and hamburgers? <laughs> let's go to it. Yeah, look. I'm ready, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to jump just when we finalize the call. Go ahead. Uh, no, just say thanks to everyone that is joining us in, in this uh, interview. Thank you, guys. What's a real pleasure to, to, be, to be here. And let's keep in touch and let's make some noise. Yeah. Where can people find out more information about you? Where's the best place to go? Uh, I mean, I use it Instagram, uh, but Facebook is more my my top uh, social network that I, I like it. I mean, I, I'm old. I start with Facebook and, you know, I'm still with that. So Facebook, yeah. definitely. Yeah, I've talked with a lot of people over the years, and I, apparently, you know, TikTok is, is the, the bigger one now, but I, I'm i still trying to wrap my head around it. Um, uh, I like making and posts, I, and I like and sending I, Instagrams a picture, but... You TikTok's know, it, process. <laughs> it was funny because I was working in TikTok, uh, like in, inside the company. I was working for uh, one year and a half, yes. And, and I have everything just to go, to jump inside because I'm working in the company, you know. But I think it's not for me. It's uh, just an application for, I mean, sorry, I don't want to, uh, to the people take me wrong, but uh, I think it's more focused on child, you know. I mean, for music... For me, the best is Facebook uh, because you can share uh, properly videos, uh, high quality, 
uh, live stream. And Instagram is, 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 is awesome, but it's more focused for pictures. So for music, for me, I think it's much better Facebook. Awesome. Well, Desorate, thank you so much for coming on the DJ sessions today. We'll stay in contact with you. For sure. It's a pleasure. Have a nice day. And we talk soon. <laughs> you as well. And I want to thank all the viewers for being here today and participating in the Q&A. Uh, it, it went a lot well that I, I planned. We did a little experiment today where I put out a bunch of questions to a group of people. So they were choosing which questions to ask. And I didn't know how that was going to go. And it went really awesome. So I'm glad that portion of the show went well. But like I said, we'll stay in contact with you, be in contact with you for years to come. And thank you again for coming on the show. What's a pleasure. Have a good day, my friend. Have a good evening. On that, note, don't, don't, on that note, don't forget to go to our website, thedjsessions.com. Find us on the socials, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Meta, all that fun stuff, thedjsessions.com. That was Desarate. I'm your host, Darren, coming to you from the virtual sessions in Seattle, Washington. And you know what happens on the DJ sessions? The music never stops. <laughs>